When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Purple Access, actually, right now. Zolgad, Star Tribune sports columnist, and my good friend Chip Scoggins, executive producer Declan Goff. As, as you know, sponsored by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more with TCL TV. And also our friends Chipper and I both very devoted to Surly Brewing and Furious in particular. We'll talk about that in a while. Um, but Chip Scoggins, the the off-season summer vacation has officially started. Uh, the Vikings had a, a two-day mandatory mini camp on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're doing a team bonding, I think, barbecue today. Barbecue. And the barbecue, because they did top golf last week. And so like the sports thing is done. So yeah. now it's a barbecue at TCO. Uh, and then they, they will go their separate ways to begin the summer before reporting back for a yet to be disclosed, start a training camp at the end of July. And I got a question for you off of what we saw on Tuesday. Um, how much do you think this this whole thing, which is just you know a different tone, much easier practices, how much of an effect do you think this is going to have cumulatively on the players and the team, just from a mindset standpoint? Because Kevin O'Connell is one thousand percent, not surprisingly, the exact opposite of Mike Zimmer. Yeah, and it's been so noticeable how laid back, carefree. Um, I think Seifert uh, had the right uh, tweet the other day that the thing that struck him is how it's it's basically a jog through. It's not full speed. It's not. And I think part of it is um, a big, the biggest part is, Hey, I'm anti Zimmer. Uh, You know, we're going to all get along and this is going to be a a positive, upbeat atmosphere. I think some of it's probably to keep guys fresh. So you're not beating down in, 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 Cause he's talked a number of times. He's like, even when you're doing if a guy gets injured, like they're not even hitting, they're doing, you know, they're, they're not even in pads. How are they getting injured? He, he said, any, anytime you're doing anything football related or any, there's potential for injury. So I think he's gone out of his way to try to minimize that. And they, they had a couple injuries in this thing. Um, but it's that to me, like if you said, what is your biggest takeaway from minicamp and the, in the OTAs? It's just been the environment. Mm-hmm. It's just totally different. And will that translate? At some point, you got to ramp it up and it's got to be intense at some point, right? I mean, it can't be lollipops and, and dancing through the tulips uh, in training camp, I would think. Okay. 
<laughs> I'll stop you right there. And look, ju- just to be very clear, I am intrigued by what they are doing. So like, yes, this is 100%. not a judgment. Yeah. So, so like, I don't want fans to think, oh, these guys are already saying it's not going to work. It might work. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. And I'm sure that, that, that as far as the ideas for practices go, that there are a lot of pages that um, KOC took from his friend, Sean McVay. But you just brought up a very interesting point, And that is this. He is definitely beyond anybody, I think, including less, trying to tamp down the intensity, trying to tamp yeah. down the football angst of which, you know, the machoism. Your, the, the machoism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Chip, to answer your question, I don't know if we're going to see it. And, and I was talking to Seifert on the sidelines about this yesterday. I don't know if you don't need some of that because it's still football, right? So, like, I am, I don't, I don't know because Kevin seems to be very intent on not a- allowing t- to use the word that you just did, the machoism to creep in. But football's sort of based on that, and so can you have just like a kumbaya training camp? Yeah, and can you do it? Well, here's the thing: what's the over under? Will we have a training camp fight? No, we will not. Zimmer barely did. Yeah. By the end. No, we will not have a training camp fight. I, I'm curious to They're see. Not gonna hit enough. Well, that's the thing. How many days are in full pads? And some of this is the 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 PA. Yeah. Um just regulations that they 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 put in the CBA now, how many times you can hit full pads, all that stuff. But but it, there has to be a ramp up where you're going full speed, contact, short yardage, you know, th- those type of things where there is some aggression that comes out and some um, barking and swearing and, and hot tempers, people losing their tempers. And I'm not saying that's good, bad, and different. And I'm not even know that we saw it in OTAs under Zimmer. I, I don't know, but it just feels like um, very calculated to create a upbeat, positive uh, environment around all activities that they've done with these off the field doing the top golf and the barbecue and the different things. Yeah. Um, they clearly come in and said, and I think they they've taken their cues from the veterans, Kendricks and those that went to, to to ownership and said, we had a bad culture. We had a bad vibe. Um, we've got to fix it. So they've definitely gone out of the way to address that and try to do the exact opposite. But but you're right, at some point there is a uh competitive edge that yes. football players seem to exist on. Like that's their that's their default setting. You have to be right on that edge between confrontation and and um, so I, I'll, I'll be curious to see if this thing really ramps up in training camp when you okay you have a month now to get this team ready to play physically, you know all those things. You know the the uh, not the anger that's that's not the right word, but just kind of that edge competitive edge that football teams bring into the season. So there is a what I would say, and Mike definitely had this, and it it worked for a long time. I would say that even in OTAs, mini camp, but certainly in training camp, there was a combination of intensity and urgency. Yes. I think there's urgency here because there's certainly installation of a lot of things guys don't know. I felt zero intensity. And that's what I find. It's sort of like they stripped the intensity out. And and the thing too, Chip, is like they are purposely going to have almost no competitions for jobs. So that, 
That's the other thing. You know, there's no intensity with like I might. I mean, it's basically right guard, and and when is Lewis seen going to start? Well, that's Beyond it. That, yeah. That's it. And, and 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 maybe we're just so conditioned that man, you better bring it or your job's online. Everybody's job's online here. You, you know, you're they'll cut you if you're not and. You just don't get that sense right now Pe- where guys are fearing Peterson, Peterson said yesterday, flat out, he said, we were told do n- nothing you do here is going to make or break you roster-wise. Which I don't think you'd ever hear that from Zimmer. No. It's like every day you're being evaluated type thing. And yep. So that's where it's just, I mean, that's what you say, the vibe, and it's it's um, just being out there, seeing the speed, the kind of the jovialness of it. Um you're right. There was no anxiety that you better perform or you may not be here tomorrow type thing. Um, mm-hmm. which you, and, and I don't know if that's even limited to Zimmer. I think that's kind of the NFL culture that you're always what you put on film, right? How many times you hear that, you know, you're, you, but um, it's, it's, it's definitely a new day. And I, I, I can't remember experiencing a, a, a mini camp like that. Do you like it? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if if it's so hard to like drop opinions off minicamp because it's like they're not even in pads, right? I do think um, when they get to camp and they at least even in shells, but when they get the full pads, I mean, these guys are conditioned to be NFL players. It's not like they're just going to be passive all of a sudden, you know. I mean, you think Dalvin Cook is going to go half speed on something, you know, yeah. or Justin Jefferson? I mean, they're wired a certain way that that natural aggression and competitiveness is going to come flowing out of them in training camp because that's just how NFL players are wired. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that this is creating any kind of um, attitude or anything like that. I, I think it's more than anything. It's just, this is the dog days of, uh, of NFL season. Players probably don't want to be here and they already and I think the coaching staff probably already knows that there's anxiety with learning a new system and their heads are swimming and new things. So why beat him, you know, beat him over the head with trying to, you know, run guys into the ground. So I, I think it's smart. I think the way they approach it is smart. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm very curious about too is, and, and I, I know offensively and defensively through the OTAs and then the two days that they were on the field for this camp, that they were installing things. The one thing that really intrigues me is this one too, Chipper, with two new systems, entirely new now. So so it's not like like just, oh, they've changed OCs and they're going to tweak some of this. No, they've no, basically threw out the old and brought in the new. Um, with, with installation now done, and then there's a month off. And look, I'm sure some guys are incredibly smart and will study and retain things, and some guys won't. And then training camp, three preseason games in which you're going to show almost – nothing and training camp practices before fans in which you will work on things, but you will not work on some things for sure. Um, it's an, an, and this is true of any team going through a coaching change like this and installing entirely new systems. We're going to get to the green Bay game on September 11th. And like, it's going to be so interesting to see how much they can actually implement and run because I don't think there's any way that a guy like O'Connell <laughs> Is going to is going to show teams anything on film, yeah. uh, so basically we are going to have to to your point because training camp practices now are a completely different world than back in the day, 
and there's three preseason games. And preseason games are a, a place where I believe the Rams basically don't play starters. Yeah. So, like, what's the preparation going to be for, and what's the execution going to be like when the season starts? Because that's going to be the first time that they do a lot of this. Yeah, this is <laughs> – I'm sure O'Connell probably wishes the old days where he could take his team away and, and no fans are there and they can <laughs> install everything that so people don't see because now, but now – everything's under a watchful eye and, and you're right. They're not going to show they're going to be as incredibly basic and vanilla in all those preseason games. And we don't even know how many the starters will even play in. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they're probably, but he, he, you know, at least he says the retention has been good so far and guys are picking it up fairly quickly. I mean, what's he going to say? This is, you know, right. It's a we, don't know we don't know what the hell we're doing out there. So this uh, is not going well. <laughs> This is awful. Um, but uh, it was funny. There was a play. I was out there the, uh, Tuesday and, or Monday. I can't remember the day it was. Tuesday. And there was a play, and it, it looked good. It worked, you know, and he kind of turned around and chuckled and smiled and, you know, said something into his walkie-talkie. You could tell, like, put that one on the list of plays we're going to run in, yeah. in the game, you know. So, um, I, you know, it will be fascinating because – well, there will be wrinkles, I'm sure, that we didn't see at training camp. We certainly didn't see in the in the preseason uh, games. Um, and so, but even then, I don't know that we're going to see the full offense. Or, or They're going to keep adding as the season goes, I'm sure, as they get more comfortable with what they're doing. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that's I guess that's my question is how much are they going to have uh, especially offensively, just installed at first, and and what is uh, Kirk comfortable with? Because you're probably not going to try and run plays that that he's not entirely yeah. comfortable with. Like there's just so there's so much nuance to this, and and it's not the Vikings' fault, but I mean league rules basically, yeah. you know they they ba- they basically allow you, I think, to do a lot of classroom work, which is great. But there's a lot of guys who simply need to run through the drills, well, and my and my question is, when can you do that? Yeah, it is. I mean, especially at full speed. I mean, you tell you talk to those guys. It's like it's one thing to watch it on film or draw it on board, but when you're actually getting the reps, doing it in repetition, that's how you learn it. And well, I mean, everybody's in the same boat, but yeah, when you're installing a whole new thing, you probably wish you could get as many. You probably worth wishes there weren't so many limitations on practice time and, and all that. But I mean, that's for the players benefit too, to keep them healthy. But um, I would think that they're smart enough to like not put in so much that the guys are just paralyzed by like, okay, you know, you want them playing and not thinking so much. And right. So I'm, I assume they have a great handle on that. And, and that's why I think <clears throat> the offense that we see on game one might not, be the entire offense that we see game 10 or game, you know, 15. And as, as they get more comfortable with it and figure out what works, what doesn't, what they like that they'll streamline it the, you know, throughout the entire season. Defensively um, in the O'Connell and then cousins and Peterson press conferences Wednesday, they talked a lot about this and I found it intriguing from both sides because chip, they talked about the, the, the fact, and look, it's going to come down to, to players too, but sure. just this defense and, and the Vic Fangio defense that Donatell is now installing and the confusion it causes and, and the moving parts and, you know, Hunter stands up now and now he's over the guard or center and now it's the tackle, uh, which is great. 
But it was interesting to hear Kirk talking about it because I thought from when O'Connell came here, one thing he talked about was the Rams defense, or I'm sorry, the Rams offense had a ability, especially with a guy like Cooper Cup, Chip, to draw out pre-snap what the defense was going to do. And so Stafford had, Stafford, because of Cup, often had the answers to to the test before the test began. Uh, But Kirk was talking about going against this defense, and I think he called it muddy. And he's like, it's not because there's a, a lot, of different things and Kirk yeah. got in Kirk got into to the fact that it's really hard to tell at times. So I'm a little bit confused now. Like I like what this sounds like it can bring defensively, but I guess yeah. I'm a little bit confused about where the offense is going to be at as far as the pre-snap reads because what O'Connell says and what Kirk says I thought were two very different things. In terms of the offense adjustment or how that defense is going to look. No, in, in terms of what the offense, what the Vikings yeah. offense is going to be like, can Jefferson get almost every opposing defense to give you the yeah. L's or, or yeah. our defense is so intricate now you're hoping to, but you're not necessarily getting the tells that you were trying to uh, get. I'm sure it's probably going to be a little bit of both, right? Sometimes you do. And sometimes you're like, okay you know, the defense adjusted and we don't know what the, what the look we're going to get is. So um, that's kind of the cat and mouse game. And, and you would hope O'Connell, I mean, coming from Sean McVay and, and having his, I mean, I would think McVay's as good as they come in terms of being able to sniff that stuff out and, you know, move cup around or, or give them different looks to, to see what, how defense is going to adjust. Um, now, that's incumbent on Cousins, too, to be able to recognize yeah. that and take advantage of it. Um, but I, I would think, would, doesn't it just stand to the reason when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson and you move him around, you should be able to um, identify what you're going to get and, and create the kind of matchup that you want versus having it dictated for, to you? Well, I think the quarterback – has to take some control there, but yes, I, sure, I think yeah. if it's do, I think if it's done in the correct manner, the answer to your question is yes. Um, what I've heard from the quarterback now in two press conferences in the past three weeks is sort of a hemming and hawing, and I can't decide if he's doing that just to sort of throw us off the scent or if like like that's what's interesting. This is not you know this cannot be Kevin O'Connell and yeah. everyone else is following. This needs to be Kirk and Kevin hand in hand, arm in arm. Is Father that, and son. Is that Cousins trying to manage expectations or manage the narrative of this is going to be so wonderful and so different and, and these numbers, you know, we're going to put up all kinds of stats and that's because Cousins is always wanting to tamp down that stuff, right? Yeah, and, and that's what he was doing. And I, I sort of feel like that might just be him trying to control the narrative. I agree. Or, 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 or prevent the narrative from going down a certain path. Well, well, I agree completely. You're a thousand percent right. Here's my concern. So if that was just just this, like if he was just trying to control the narrative, that's cool. Like we've seen it before, it's fine. Yeah. What concerns me is, you know, he is the same guy who I believe after the Dallas game said, I didn't call a timeout because I'm really yeah. not empowered to. So like if everything he did on the field was took control, took control, took control, and then he basically fibbed to us, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, of course he is. I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, shocking. But the fact that he then took advantage of the opportunity to say like, yeah, that's not really my job to call a timeout there. That's where I'm curious if he's really thinking what he's saying 
or just controlling it and privately saying, oh, no, I'm going to control this yeah. whole thing? Well, that's the big question, Chip. Yeah, proof in the pudding. We'll find out, right? Because it's, it's, because I, I you know, we talked about this last week, but I think O'Connell did today or this week. So many times he goes out of his way to mention how great the quarterbacks are doing. Yeah, which is not true of the backups, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he's lying to us about that. <laughs> I watched Mon yesterday. I watched, <laughs> I watched Mannion on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So did you. He's fibbing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, when he says quarterbacks, I always take the S off. You know, it's yeah. just quarterback. You know, he's talking about cousins. So, um, sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would. It's so hard to draw anything from these because they're not going full speed and right. they're not in pads. And, well, and they're know, installing, like they're walking, they're, walking they're pretty through, much yeah. walking through things. So much, so much of this is half speed. And so it's like, well, yep. how do they look? Well, like when well, they're jogging, <laughs> they're not really, um, you know, going through anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, all O'Connell can do is give him the license and the keys and the blueprint and say, go do it and then support, but it, but the quarterback has to go do it. You know, it's like, it. it's like you, your kids go through driver's ed, you That's give right. them the keys, you say a prayer, you hope it works. <laughs> Be home at midnight. <laughs> yeah. See you later, dad. Come flying in at 1159. See you later, daddy. Um, <laughs> so, so let's talk about defense as yeah. well, because I think that there's a very intriguing thing there, but before we talk about, Defense. I want to talk about the favorite, the favorite of favorite beers of both Chip Scoggins and yours truly, Surly Brewing Company. Of course, uh, provides so many great selections. But Chip, I would like you to talk about, as you do each week, really. Yeah. Part of your weekend plan. Tell me about the Tall Boys. I don't wait till the weekend. Part of my day. God bless you for that. Yankees are in town. Beautiful night. Get home. Crack open the Tall Boys, Surly Furious. Is there anything better? Sit on the couch. I love the Tall Boys. You got a ball game on, Surly Furious. It's just a wonderful uh, way to spend a summer evening. It's a friend. It's it a, friend. a friend. Let's call a spade a spade. It's the Daniil Hunter of beers because it's outstanding. It's a Pro Bowl beer. Exactly right. Um, of course, check out all of the great products from our friends at Surly Brewing. All right, the defense to me mm-hmm. really, really intrigues me. Like yeah. the offense is the sexy thing, and I get that, and it's going to be high flying. Hopefully, it's going to, it's going to be great. Hopefully, the, um, this defense, my man. So I think we're I think we're not talking about it e- enough, but it was a main conversation point of the press conferences on Wednesday, yeah. and here's where I'm super intrigued. So it's going to provide it's going to be a combination of things. First of all, the scheme changes completely, and this is not to say that Mike was not great defensively as a coach for a long time because he he was. But the scheme is changing. Base 3-4. They're going to be in nickel a ton. But mm-hmm. here's here's what potentially excites me. If Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith are healthy, yeah. I think they're going to be nightmares, Chip. And I think the ability yeah. – and, and I do think that they are going to be in nickel almost exclusively. So, like, this 3-4 base, that's fine. But, I mean – the they're, they're going to have at least an extra defensive back on the field a lot. Um, yeah. But the ability, as as we heard this week, right, from Mike Smith, Mike I believe, Smith. Yeah. to move Daniil Hunter around and line him up over guards, bring it. Yeah. This could be so interesting. 
Yeah, Matt, uh, Mike Smith, who came from the Packers, sound kind of like a mad scientist when we talked to him. Really personable coach. Uh, it's fun to chat with him there about. He's he's the outside linebackers coach, but pass rush specialist is kind of his title. And and he talked about. He said his philosophy is get my best on your worst. And yeah. so th- I think we're going to see. I don't think it's going to be just a once or twice thing moving Daniel inside. I think they like the idea of getting him on guards who are not as athletic as as the tackles that he sees. And I think it's as much just one keeping a deep or an offensive line guessing and creating kind of, you know, which way are we blocking, who are we blocking, that type of thing, but maximizing your talent. Yes. Inst- instead of just saying, okay, Daniel, you're here. 90% of the time, and this is where you're going, or 95%. No, it's like he's going to move him inside, outside, right, left. Um, and so, and if Mike Smith said, I'm not bragging, but if you, I mean, you look at the kind of the track record that I had in Green Bay in terms of creating sacks and generating pass rush and, and that type of thing, he's like, we have a plan that I feel like works. And so, um, but he was talking up a lot of the guys on, on that defense line. He thinks he has good mix of skill sets, uh, that he can move around and use. So I'm, I'm, I'm as intrigued and uh, by how that defense is going to look and operate. And I think as much as anything, I think it's going to be a lot better just by virtue of having guys back. Now that's the big thing. It's like how many games of Daniil and Zadaria Smith are you going to get? That's the key. To me, like you tell me the number, and I'll give you my prediction. <laughs> no, you're right. That, that might be oversimplified, but that's that's where uh-uh. I'm at. I don't get it. Is. I think yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah, and and secondary, I still want to. You know, I still have questions about that linebacker. I think they're solid. Um, I think they're good there. Um, but it, to me, it really just comes down to health, Judd. Yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. I. I like the thing with with what happened to Mike's defenses to me is not that hard. Zimmer lived with you know the a gap blitz and things like that, and you go back chipper Linval Joseph in his prime was outstanding, mm-hmm. and it was great. He leaves, gets old. Shamar Stefan's not good, so yeah. now that's a major problem and and if you look into game seven against Dallas last year when Hunter played, getting pressure. Yeah. Um, not back to being great, but good, right? Yeah, that's I'd say he, very good. Yeah. He's lost, you spiral out. So yeah. so yeah, I, I don't look, the scheme can be fantastic. But if you don't have the requisite talent to back up yeah. that scheme, yeah. it don't matter. And well, that and that's true on you know, that's true like with Kirk. Like can Kirk take that step? Because if he can't, that's a problem too. Well, right what, what, and where I think where I think the biggest where they got in trouble was because injuries are gonna happen. You better have quality depth, and I just don't think their depth was where it was because they're and that's where Zimmer goes back. We're too top heavy. We don't have the depth of right, uh, and so they they got really depleted. And then you know you're just running guys out there that quite frankly should be on practice squad or whatever and shouldn't been playing. So um, I, we'll see what their depth looks like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but having you know having Daniel back, I mean, you're getting one of the premier players in the league. Obviously, that's the thing. He can't be replaced. Better. No, that, I mean, that's not, exactly right. He cannot it, be replaced. There's going to be a huge drop off. And so yeah. it, it to, again, for that side, it comes down to health. Absolutely. So I, to be very clear here, we did not 
see this. So I'm not giving away trade secrets from inside <laughs> access. Okay. So like if you're the Packers, Matt LaFleur, what I'm about to say, I Don't didn't listen. see. Yeah. I Don't didn't listen. say, you know, man Campbell, what I'm about to say, I didn't see. <laughs> um, but here, so here's what I'm curious about once the season starts, Chipper, that I think could be great fun. So we have covered guys who can have their hands down and rush and are very good. Jared was fantastic. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he always said, I don't really like the zone blitz. I don't like to drop back in coverage. Like I like to pursue quarterbacks. That's my life's work. I like sacks. Yeah. Which, which, which he was set to do. Like that was what he did. But, but think about this one. Like if you zone blitzed and dropped Daniil, who I think is an athlete and can cover Mm -hmm. like some tight ends, like he is an athlete. Um, and you and you show and you they think the Neil's coming, but it's Kendricks or Harrison Smith. Like the changeups, the curveballs, mm-hmm. yeah, could be incredible to watch. Like that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's where I think they're probably going to experiment with a lot of things. Again, maybe we won't see them in practice. Maybe it's you know they do them in walkthroughs where we don't get to see it. Um, but I, I think. That's why you have a veteran staff who have been in different systems, who have tried different things. Um, and I do think that's why they put so much value on, like, having Harrison Smith back. When we thought, oh, is Eric Kendricks long for this place? Or is, right. is, is he going to be a guy that you or, or is Harrison Smith? I think they, there's a value. I think they said, you know what? We have smart players that we can try different things with in, yep. in this scheme. And so um, I, I, and I, I think O'Connell – has really put so much trust in, in Mike Patton and Donatel and that side to uh, to do those things, don't you? Because I mean, it's almost like oh yeah. I think that's why he went out and got veteran guys to run yes. his defense. And you just talked said, about hundred yes. percent. You you go do it. And so yeah, I, we talk so much about the offense, but I think the defense is as um, fascinating how it's going to look differently because just structurally, when you see him line up in three four, you're like. Yeah, that's different. You know, this right. is uh, this, this looks different to what we've seen. Um, right. So it's kind of fun to see the changes. I think the actuality, uh, and th- this is not just true of the Vikings; it's true of the entire league. I think that your defensive scheme, like base, is disappearing too. Like, yeah, because it's 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 positionless. Like, it's going yeah. more. <laughs> Wait till fans see the linebackers. Good yeah. luck telling <laughs> them from the safeties. Like, that, yeah, have like they. Yeah. The day of the of the linebacker is disappearing. They look like well, safeties. Yeah, because you it's like every player's not every, but there's so much hybrid going on. That right. You know it's like basketball. Yeah. It's like positional position, sport. Yeah. And I think the you know, we've always talked about offenses being so innovative. I think you're seeing it in yep. defensive too and and, and drafting and scouting and seeing how you know guys that don't fit the cookie cutter mold traditionally that we come to accustomed to that it's like no it's like the offenses that have evolved we have to evolve with it and so right. i i do think that the these uh these coordinators are um open to to that evolution and, and trying to be creative in how they combat these pass catching tight ends and four wide receivers and all the different things that offenses are throwing at them, you know? Absolutely. All right, Chip Scoggins, we will talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. All right, brother. We'll see you. Hey, it's me, your Uncle Cooper. 
Sorry to interrupt your music. I do love music, especially when it's set at a reasonable volume. You know, music is really only as good as your speakers. The same is true for minivans. A minivan is only as good as the tires it sits on. And the button on the screen there, it agrees with me. If you click on it, it'll bring you to all the Cooper minivan tires that'll make your minivan a really good minivan. Go with the Coopers! Cooper! Cooper!